0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar. You with me, Tim Roger, my co-host, Charlie. Charlie, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm excited. I'm happy. My uh, first ever pair of Zubas arrived yesterday. Um, So... I, I, this is kind of a thing for me because when I was a teenager, I would desperately wanted a pair. And I remember going to this, I, I probably mentioned on the pod before, there used to be this US sports store in Leeds, which was you know, about 90 minutes from where I lived. And I remember forcing my parents to take me there so I could go and buy some Zubaz and then finding that were like well beyond my budget. And uh, I ended up walking away with a t-shirt. So since the age of 15, I wanted a pair and now, I well, well let's not say how old I am, but it's been a while. Let's put it that way. I finally <laughs> got my first pair of, pair of Zubas. so I'm very excited. Uh, um, about that i'm going to wear them on all possible occasions maybe christmas day seems like a good good day to wear them <laughs> i don't know so yeah i'm in a good mood um another primetime game coming up uh, but the bills are
0: top of the uh the afc so things are good right yeah no definitely that's great i was just going to talk about the Zubaz a bit so you fulfilled a childhood dream by buying them effectively yes. Like what what is i don't own a pair you know it's something that i will want I do want to get and i will get at some point but like material wise like what what are they and like, are they quite baggy quite tight yeah they're, they're baggy There's plenty of plenty of
1: room to move let's play that way i'm not sure they yeah. fit over my ski pants so i don't know whether i'll be able to wear them in like a you know a bill's winter game but um yeah they're sort of they're like jogging bottoms i guess which what we we're describing here in the uk but they're, they're kind of i would say thick cotton pants plenty of room to move um sort of almost like pajama bottoms maybe maybe that's the best way to describe them um not sure you'd want to go you know wandering the streets of of, of london in them unless you were heading to the fits of course um uh, which would, would be absolutely acceptable but um yeah um i think there's the, the sort of pants you might wear on the house really
0: yeah <laughs> lounge wear. some like. wear, exactly yeah that's yeah, it yeah. yeah oh nice <laughs> It's stuff. I, showed, I, showed, oh.
1: some, I sent a few pictures around to various friends, and they, the reactions were, were 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 they were divisive. Let me put it that way. So I had friends who were saying, "There's, you know, I can't believe you bought a pair of those. Those are horrific." And I had friends who said they're so jealous and they they want to want a pair. So, and it seemed yeah. to be the dividing line was whether they were Bills fans or not.
0: I was going to say, <laughs> if you're a Bills fan, it's totally acceptable, and you want to own a pair at some point. But if you're non-Bills, it's very pretty marmite isn't it based on kind of where you where your yeah. fandom uh, resides like you could wear them in london i think london's one of london you could get away with the only yeah, place that yeah. so you could yeah. get away with it walking around in england and in the uk but uh <laughs> anywhere else you might struggle so no that's cool maybe you can put out a photo like on the uh i will social media that. and uh yeah yeah yeah, so, uh, we're,
1: we're gonna put a put a photo out, but yeah, I'm excited. Next time I'm at the fits, I'm very tempted to wear them. That's for sure. So yeah. uh, as long as it's not too cold, it's like minus eight or something right now. I don't, I don't know. They're not quite up for that kind of temperature.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and whilst we're on that subject, you said when you're next to a Fitz, I suppose. You'll next be at the Fitz, possibly for the last game of the se- regular season. That is, yeah, so the
1: um, they will be there Christmas Day. There'll be people there on- oh, Sorry, Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, Christmas they'll Eve, be there Foster. for the Bears yeah. game. Obviously, no, uh, no game hosting this weekend because we're playing in the middle of the night again, which is always always appealing at least it's a saturday night this time no need to work on monday um yeah. so yeah there'll be uh the game against the bears um the cincinnati game is another prime time game uh, hashtag monday prime time. Yeah. um mm. and then there'll be the last game of the season against the uh the patriots so i think that could be quite interesting because i suspect the patriots well the patriots are still very much in the playoff picture right now um whether they will be on the last game or not I'm sort of a little bit sceptical, um, but the Bills, I'm pretty sure it's going to mean a game that counts. I think they're going to push, KC are going to push us all the way. Um, yeah. I'm hoping this weekend we can put Miami out of the picture for the AFC East. And then it's really just a question of um, whether we take the number one spot or not. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to count and I think it's going to be a, an important game for us.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because just looking at a high level for the rest of the season. So we're definitely in a business part of the season. There's only four games left now. Um, and obviously this win against the Jets, that puts us three games above them now. We split the series. So um, we've f- pretty much there in terms of um, position against the Jets. You know, we should beat them now. And then when it comes to the Dolphins, if we are to beat the Dolphins, then I think that's two and a half game games ahead of them so i don't think it's quite there might and be i don't three, think we'll it? It might be three three yeah um i can't remember essentially <laughs> i don't know whether that would necessarily be enough to win the division i don't think it will i think we will at least clinch the playoffs we need another game yeah so but it just shows you know you know we've got so many division games now you know we have still got you know all of them, um, other than the Jets, we've got Dolphins still left, we've got Patriots still left, so this is still within our hands and clearly we're still the first seed. Um, We talked about it last week, but the Chiefs, you look at their schedule, Broncos actually played them a lot tougher, especially when they're 27-0 in the second half, uh, quarter, I was like, that's going to be a blowout, it's going to be 50-plus, you know, the Broncos fans are all going to leave, but they're fair play to the Broncos actually stuck around and made it a bit of a game. But you look at the rest of the Chiefs schedule, yeah. like the Texans, I know what the Texans have done against the Cowboys, but that's just a one-off. <laughs> They're going to be one, what, 17 and one or whatever it is. Yeah. I quickly can't do maths. But um, yeah, so that, that it's just so easy. i got Broncos again. Uh, so have we to we do have to assume out, out, out. And
1: we're going to have to yeah. win out as well. I think that's as, as simple yeah. as it comes. And I feel like we got a good chance of that. Um, I think the Cincinnati game is the one that really sticks Huge. out as a really difficult yeah. one. Um, but uh yeah, it's, it's 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 nice to be playing meaningful football at this time of year. Um it's nice to have ten wins on the board again. Um, even when we're not playing our best football, let's just let's say it's still a lot of potential in this Bills team and it's exciting. We're getting into the the serious part of the, the season. It's kind of crazy, there's only four four games left of the regular season, but um hopefully we'll be playing at least well. Let's let's hope we play three games in the in the postseason.
0: And all that matters now is just picking up these wins, you know, yeah. it doesn't really matter about performance. Obviously, you want to see um, progression in terms of performance. You want to see Josh, you know, making a few steps. Because it, as you said, it feels like we're in second gear at the moment, you know, we're mm-hmm. getting these wins. We're still pretty comfortable. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's so much more. You know, we've seen it before. You know, we've seen it in the last couple of seasons. There's so much more this Bills team, especially Josh, can give. That you know, that, that there's there's so much room there, and it does. It's pretty exciting to know that you know we've still got a way to go. We've still got to show our best, and um, yeah. So no, it's really exciting now. These four games. Uh, you know, it's coming around so quickly to think that we are in a business end now and there is only four regular season games and hopefully there's another, what, four games in a postseason for the Well, boys. no, if we get the well, if three, we get the if we get by, exactly. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And that's big that'd be huge considering the amount of injuries it looks like it's better in terms of the injury fronts looking at the injury report but it's still like you know, milano's out again he hasn't practiced for a couple of days now um and all this kind of thing so just just from an injury standpoint it would be great to give the guys a break but we'll go into this game then so Bills beat the jets 20 to 12 um you look at all the metrics and the Jets beat the Bills and the majority of them, especially in offense, outside of one crucial stat, which was the turnovers. Um, two turnovers for the Jets against none for the Bills. Um, that was really the main thing, especially when you look at those turnovers, the Flacco fumble on his first play when he entered the game. Um, you know, and just just to could it give one word or phrase to sum up the game. Ritty. It could be anything. Gritty, yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. scrapped it out, really. I mean, it was a very yeah. rough first
1: half uh, until the Dawson Knox touchdown. It was, I mean, was it 10 consecutive punts yeah, for both sides? Yeah. Think, so five each. Um, as all, the, I mean, the thing is, these are two very, very good defenses. And it was very, very... It was difficult conditions. I always find it really hard to analyze games in these kind of conditions, because you just don't know to what extent it plays a role. And um, But obviously, there was a lot of scrappy football. Um, it didn't look like we had... The game plan that was quite right for these kind of conditions, maybe. Uh, but I do think that we adapted well. And once we got that to- sort of Dawson Knox touchdown, I think it uh, they- generally looked a bit lot better. Mm-hmm. But, um, Yeah, I mean, it was one of those ones, it doesn't really matter how you do it, you just got to win. And um, we did that. And uh, there's been times when we've dominated the game. And we've looked from a statistical perspective to have been the the better team like we did against Miami earlier in the season, and we lost. So I will absolutely take uh, these kind of victories. But equally, I think there's some things that they need to work out. And um, what I will say, though, is going into the the postseason, this Bills team will be battle tested. This is not a powder puff team where you know I I look at a little bit you know so the Vikings have had this sort of paper tiger reputation of playing kind of pretty poor teams and um, obviously they beat us but they've they've. From a DVOA perspective, they don't they don't look quite as strong as they do from a record perspective. This this Bills team will be a, a match for anybody in the postseason, and they will be battle tested. They will have been through pretty much everything you can imagine. Um, and I, I feel that that's not always been the case for the Bills. Um, so yeah, uh, I, gritty, but um, yeah, some some wrinkles to work out for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. What about you? I've got just going through the motions because it's just one of those games. This is the weather conditions affected things. Um, you know, there we didn't have it on offense. You know, we're really struggling in that first half. Um, but I thought the Jets' injuries, um, Quinn and Williams leaving the game that had a huge impact. He left during the second quarter at that point, he had two sacks, two tackles for loss, uh, all in that first quarter. And then when he left, the game, they only actually got one other sack. And that was in the same drive he actually got injured in. So once Quinn and Williams left the game, we were able to protect Josh Allen. We were able to function on offense. Um, obviously, not only Quinn and Williams leaving, but they had Corey Davis in the first quarter. who's um, really stepped up and he looks a better player than what he was for the Titans. Obviously, Mike White, how he had to exit the game twice. Um, and on the first time he had to exit, we talked about Flacco already fumbling the next snap. You know, those kind of things, you know, are big to the games. And, you know, it was a shame Quinn and Williams had to leave, to be honest. Like, could clearly want the Bills to win, but it was quite impressive to watch how he just kind of disrupted our the middle of our defence and uh, really got a Josh. Um, the biggest moment of the game, though, we don't really talk about moments um, specifically, like directly anyway, in this podcast, but CJ Mosley drawing um coming off sides on that yeah. fourth and one it's 117 left on the clock I think we're about middle of a field or just within there um half of a field that was a game changer moment because we scored that touchdown before half time and that kind of changed the dynamic of the game uh, for me so were you
1: did um, you realize what was going on I was I was in the the fit, Bell and it, it wasn't clear to me I hadn't noticed that Dawson Knotts had gone under center so no, it just looked it just looked like I'm like what on earth is he doing? <laughs> yeah i couldn't it wasn't until i watched the the replays later on that i actually realized what, what they'd actually done but the, the first pass i just thought well, have you lost your mind mostly i mean like what, what what are you thinking um and it got a big reaction in the pub that's for sure when that happened
0: yeah no absolutely um but yeah so going through the motions for me have you got uh, many takeaways uh that you want to present? yeah i mean i think that uh, there's a lot of buzz around
1: the Bills not clicking on offense. You know, we heard the Jerry Sullivan kind of statement to to Josh Allen what like, this doesn't look like a Super Bowl winning uh, offense. And you know, to just certain extent, he's right. I mean, it's just a dumbass point. I mean, he's a journalist. Ask a question for goodness sake. You're not going to get a reaction. I'm glad that. Josh handled it well, but we haven't really clicked an offense for quite a while. This we, we haven't looked like an all dominant offense for quite a while, but the potential's still there. And I just think it's hard to judge in conditions like that. Um, but this Jets defense is really, really good. <laughs> and I think that we scored more points than most do on the, on the Jets. I think the average um uh, points the Jets give up is 18, we scored 20. And um, sometimes you've got to look at it within the context of who you're playing. Um, this is not the old Jets, uh, it, it just isn't, um, or rather, no. they're very limited on offense. I did think they were going to struggle against us on on offense, and and so it seemed. And and our defense really came to the party. I thought Greg Rousseau was phenomenal. I thought we saw some flashes out of um, A.J. Epinesa. It it really looked like a like the defense is kind of you know getting getting itself settled down. I thought Matt was really good. Obviously had those big hits on on Mike White. Um, but I do think the Bills left points on the board. I mean, I I said that. I thought this could be a sort of thirty-pointer, and it definitely could have been. You know, if a couple of execution errors away from that being a thirty-pointer, um, so I feel like that we weren't that far away from it being quite a bit more dominant than it was, even even within the context of really struggling to get going in that first half. So I don't think the Bills are too far away um, from from getting back to their all-flowing uh, dominant
0: offense. But you know, weather has a role to play, and um, I think we can't we can't ignore it. Yeah, and you look at the offense like it's not all on Josh. Josh, obviously, he did miss the throws. He missed that big uh, throw to Stefan Diggs across the middle of the field. Had he have caught that, he could have gone all the way. John Brown touchdown on the throw. John Brown touchdown. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so it's not all on Josh. This offense is out of sync. You look at, you know, we kept shooting ourselves in the foot with penalties. I think uh, Dion Dawkins had consecutive holding penalties on one drive. Um, McKenzie drops. You know, that happened uh, a couple of times, especially on that third down. Um, you know, the second half adjustments seemed to work and we seemed to function a bit better. Maybe that touchdown just before the half actually relaxed the team because they knew that based on what they saw from the Jets in the first half, yeah, um, they weren't really going to put up any points. So as soon as we got a touchdown, it probably relaxed. Them. We, we, we are but, struggling
1: uh, to get... A, a any kind of foil on wide receivers though I'll be other than Stefan Dick. Yes. I mean yeah. Dawson Knox had four catches for 41 yards we we were, that's the kind of that's the kind of performance we want out of Dawson Knox you know he you know he had seven targets there was, there was, like, you can't really so to say oh, you know too, too many drops it, everybody was dropping the ball and i think part of it you have to say is freezing cold and, and wet it's harder to play in those conditions than it is it snow you know in western new york you can have kind of a dry really cold environment it's not so slippy per se it's just very very cold this you know that, that those are the worst environments to play football um that that, that kind of not quite cold enough to snow <laughs> but yeah. yeah we're really struggling to get uh what we have is we have a wide receiver one and then we have what three wide receiver threes. You know, it feels like that we we kind of we don't have a proper wide receiver two, and that's 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 really hampering this 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 offense. And it's interesting, obviously, we brought uh, Cole Beasley back. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But yeah, I think that's my sort of big big issue really at the moment with this offense is that we're we're really struggling in wide receiver.
0: Now you you we're talking about Cole Beasley, so we'll talk about it. Like we brought, I think the biggest, um, you know thing you could say like the biggest like negative or criticism about this wider receiver room is we having to go back to John Brown and Cole Beasley the band of 2019 who we brought in in free agency that year to try and get Josh to you know have some meaningful receivers and turn a corner we've yeah. gone back for years and we brought them back Cole Beasley um, kind of, what role do you think he's gonna do you think he'll have do you think he'll come in uh, against the Dolphins and and you know be elevated first of all and then see not necessarily a good portion of snaps, but when we get to third down, third long, you know, he was out, you know, third and beasley, wasn't it? Um, mm. you know, if you wanted, you know, uh, someone to make a play, it was usually Beasley on third down. Do you think he'll, you know, have a, a good amount of targets? coming into his Dolphins game and then like your projection for the rest of the season so yeah. I think they said I think in terms of the elevations and stuff he if he isn't elevated one game for the rest of the season then he can play the rest of the season because you only mm. you can only elevate I think three times so you know one of these games he might not be, but he might have a role the rest of the season. For what I'm trying to say,
1: yeah, I think he, I think he will have a role. You don't sign him if you don't think it. But it's kind of a zero risk opportunity, right? He's on the practice squad. If they feel that he's in form and he can, he can add something, they'll elevate him. If they don't, they won't. And it really doesn't cost us very much. I think the thing about Beasley is we we've also got to speak about the sort of off field stuff as well. You know, there's an awful lot of reasons why people were happy to see the back of Beasley last year. There was obviously the, you know, his pretty outspoken views on on vaccinations. Um, there was the not wearing masks. Um, you know, I think he was fine, if I remember correctly. Then on his way out the door, he kind of was pretty critical of Buffalo um, and was happy seemingly to get out of there. Um, there's a lot of people who don't like Beasley, and I understand that. And I I wouldn't say he's on my Christmas list either. Um, however, I think if you watched his interview yesterday, it was a much more... Uh, humble, um, guy. I thought, I thought he was very eloquent in terms of what went on. And, um, I think he's maybe realized that perhaps he was out of order in a couple of, a couple of areas. And I think we can always support somebody who learns from our mistakes. And I think he did make mistakes. And I, I think that, um, he, he seems to have learned some of those lessons. I'm not saying he's ever going to be, you know, uh, praised and perhaps the way that he was, but, I think we we can we can give him another chance, let's put it that way. Um the second thing I'd say is what kind of role is he gonna have to play? We don't have somebody that that's fantastic at finding those gaps in zone coverage, um, like we did. And I think obviously Jameson Crowder was probably the guy that everyone was hoping was gonna be the sort of the the replacement, and obviously he's been injured out all season. Isaiah McKenzie is a completely different kind of slot guy. Khalil Shakir is still, you know, a rookie and, and learning the offense, he's also a different kind of guy to to Cole Beasley. So I'm I, I believe he will get elevated and I believe that Josh will look for him. And um, I think that I'm the only thing I'm, I'm cautious about is what kind of shape is he in? I mean, he didn't exactly pull up any trees in, um, in Tampa. Now, whether that was a scheme thing, maybe that was an environmental thing, maybe he's just dropped off, but remember he was declining in his performance while he was at Buffalo. He wasn't the same guy that we signed, you know, he's aging and I don't think he's got that sort of sharp cut that perhaps he did in the past. So, I am a little cautious about – we're not going to see, I don't know, whatever it would have been, 2019 Cole Beasley. Um, I think we're going to see some... – 2020 against
0: San Francisco. Remember he, that game? Yeah, yeah. Was he was a well. superb, he made his yeah. Game, yeah. Um,
1: I don't think – that's not the guy that we have, have, have signed. But if he can make a contribution, <laughs> I think that's helpful. If he can kind of spread that slot workload with McKenzie, I think McKenzie definitely works far better in man coverage where he can use his speed to get away from guys. But this is assuming that the conditions are good. But I think actually in poor conditions, Beasley is exactly what we need. Um, so, yeah, it would be fascinating to see. But I think he will get elevated, and I think he will make a contribution. And, frankly, we need him. It feels a little bit like they're throwing a lot of shit at the wall in terms of wide receivers. You know, they looked at OBJ. They brought back John Brown. They brought back Cole Beasley. They're spreading it around and just to see what works. But it's obvious to me that, that Josh doesn't
0: have much confidence in anybody other than um, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think he will have a role. Um, It'll be interesting moving forward just to see kind of what snap percentage he gets because McKenzie's far and away the wide receiver three in terms of snap count. Um, I think he will eat into that. Um, Maybe McKenzie will return to this gadgety role that he's um, done well in before. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Nainheem Hines has been doing that a little bit, so... We'll see what happens there. But no, it's not a bad thing, clearly. You know, he knows the system, he knows the guys, he knows Josh, he's got that relationship already. So, um, yeah, he could, you know, he could come in and actually play a fairly key role in terms of just being that reliable guy in a slot and getting open quickly. And, you know, just even if it's, down conversions, you know, just bringing him in for them. I think he's got some value, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think we're gonna you and I are going
1: to have a really interesting conversation about this wide receiver room come the off season. Um, I think yeah. he's going to change quite a lot for next year. Um, but um, yeah, uh, it's 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 he's a useful addition. I'm interested to see what he can do. Yeah, Should we definitely. move on to
0: our awards then? Yeah, definitely. So, game MVP for you, Charlie?
1: Uh, pretty clear, Greg Rousseau. Um, I think in the, uh, given the fact that we were out without Von Miller, we needed someone from that, um, that edge rusher group to to step up. And, and man, did he step up? Um, do you have? I don't know if you've got the stats in front of you, but obviously you had the two yep. stacks. He had some uh, some pressures for a loss, uh, some tackles. I just thought he was uh, yeah really coming into his own
0: and really stepping up at a time when we needed him. Yeah, um, the edge position as a whole, they stepped up, you know, I think for Jets, um, I heard over the past two weeks, um, in terms of their pass protection, um, they've allowed, allowed like the less, least amount of pressures on Mike White, so the fact that we are able to get pressures, I think it was five sacks in the end that we had. Yeah, um, one on for White, so... and one for Shaq,
1: two for Greg, and I think, and uh, it was four in the end, actually, four.
0: I don't know about you, but I do feel part of those sacks was to do with Mike White because I feel like, you know, he's a serviceable quarterback, but when you can get pressure on him, he just kind of turned into, you know, just a regular chap off the street. You know, he was just making some poor decisions at the time. And I feel like, yes, it's fantastic that this past rush without Von Miller, you know, is making plays and, you know, creating sacks and pressures and all this type of thing. But I do feel like when it comes up, you know, when we come up, you know, against the Mahomes' is and the Justin Herberts, I do think you know that's where the Von Miller is going to make differences. Yeah. because he's such an elite pass, you know, edge rusher. You know, he's going to be able to play a bit better against these types of quarterbacks and what we've got at the moment. But no, it's still promising. You know, hopefully they're able to continue for momentum and to keep playing well. But I, I was the same, yeah, Gregory. So um, wow. you know, I will, I will put an on- honourable mention Great for. Player for matt milano i feel at the moment he's playing so well it's almost
1: yeah. it's almost my mvp every week um but you know he had uh you know uh nine tackles one tackle for a last two quarter or sorry, one quarterback hits uh, hit, hits um i think he had some some pass breakups as well i, two, I thought matt milano yeah. was 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 superb so um but yeah Greg so i think just because of the fact we needed someone to step up at edge um did really really well
0: It'll be interesting to see what they do with Tremaine Edmonds because he's actually out of contract, isn't he? End of this season. Like, um, I'm not saying that Matt Milano can take that you know middle like linebacker role, but I think they work better together, and um, yeah, I'm just keen to keep them together. You I, know, I, I don't want to change stay. that,
1: and I think that the sort of size of the cap will allow Edmonds to stay. Um, yeah, I think so. They are, they are going to be creative, yeah, or something,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. But uh, no, the uh, a good. Good points. Um, Offensive and defensive play of the game. I think we might be similar here. So offensive one has to be the the Knox touchdown Um, for a couple of reasons. One, it was so
1: critical that we actually got the ball moving again. Um, It was also kind of dramatic. It was a good throw and and the Knox kind of scored it backwards and upside down, which was um, pretty spectacular. Kind of lucky not to rip his own head off, Um, but uh, it was a hell of a play. And um, yeah, it was just a critical moment and it was great to see Knox um, get another touchdown and get more involved this this time. So yeah, it seems like you were the same, right?
0: Yeah, no, I was the same. I feel like in the past, I felt a little bit critical towards Dawson Knox. Um, clearly, his drop rates improved, um, so I've got no issues with him there. It's more that sometimes I feel like you know he could do more with the ball in his hands. Like yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. I feel that you know for his size and how athletic he is, he can do yeah he he can create more rack and there was that he can of... just be a bit more physical. And there was and that first like play? Bengals.
1: Was it the Bengals? Something? Yeah. His yeah, first Bengals. year, and he absolutely, yeah. he, and he, I think it was, it, was a, it was an angry run, and it was something that Cal Brank
0: are very excited about. We haven't really seen him do that since, have no, we? No. That's it. It feels like on a first tackle, he usually goes down, or, you know, he's not making that type of play. He's not really, you know, but with this play, you know, it was just amazing. You know, he really wanted that. He wanted to do that for the team. Uh, so, no, that's really good. Um, defensive play, we might be same here, I feel like. So, we talked about it ah. already. I don't know. Ooh, so maybe not. Actually, Yeah, so I went for the
1: quarterback hit, Matt Milano, on Mike White. Okay, um,
0: Just because... Spearhead. Yeah,
1: it kind <laughs> of no- knocked him physically and metaphorically out of the game. Um, so at the time, I thought it was a sack. I had it in my mind it was a sack. It wasn't a sack. It was actually just quarterback kick. He gets, gets rid of the ball. Uh, but it was so brutal. Um, and, um, you know, Mike White obviously did come back um, kind of crazily. I'm surprised he didn't have broken ribs. But it was just a, it was just a massive moment of the game, and I think that it sort of really, kind of buried, buried the Jets.
0: Yeah, um, we talked about him already, but Greg Rousseau, sack and fumble for me. I just yeah. enjoyed the play, the swing move to get to the quarterback, and uh, I think you the, know, d- get getting field position.
1: Damar Hanlon knocked, not, uh, he knocked, the ball out. That was also a pretty big play. Um, you know, yeah, honorable mention to that. But just <laughs> in terms of my favorite play was definitely that Matt Milano big hit. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, surprise per game for you where's where's kyle
1: elam yeah he's still not playing right mm, um yeah this felt like a game that um you might have brought him back for um fascinating to see if he plays against the dolphins obviously more of a press man kind of guy which is seemingly the system that uh you know something the charges and 49ers have been pre- playing against the dolphins so um yeah i think brandon Bean came out this week saying you know it's an incredibly difficult position to, to learn and play so obviously he's still trying to get He's still trying to learn the nuances of our our zone uh, defense, it seems. But obviously with it, you know, we we still have um, I'm kind of increasingly frustrated with with Dane Jackson. Um, It feels like how can he played better this week, didn't he? Yeah, but a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm surprised that we're not seeing more. I mean, I'm I'm sure he will come good and I'm sure he will get integrated. It's just surprising that he's not even active um,
0: sometimes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the surprise of the game for me was just the fact we punted five straight times uh, to start the half and mm, um, unusual, and yeah. we just didn't score any points until the end of the first half. Like we just don't come we just don't expect to see that from the Bills, even in those conditions. And even though it's for Jets defence, like I'd still expect us to get some points, even a field goal before yep. we actually scored a touchdown at the end of the first. So that was just a surprise for me, uh, just to see that. Um Rex, for you this would be interesting. A tricky one. There's no one that was truly that terrible. No,
1: there, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like Mackenzie wasn't great. <laughs> Some yeah. drops that I really wasn't happy with in Mackenzie. Yeah. Uh, but he was was he worse than anybody else? Um, mm. It's hard to say that he was. Um, yeah, not, not not no one really sort of
0: stands out. Um, what about what, what did you what did you do pick? So, I went with McKenzie. Um, oh, for okay but it was yeah. it, 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 there was a few candidates like there wasn't anyone that was absolutely terrible that was an obvious choice for this mm. as you said but Mackenzie I went for but Daquan Jones I felt like kept getting blown off a ball um Zonovan Knight was having a few good runs uh, in that first half and the start of the second half Um and yeah, he just got controlled up the line of scrimmage. So uh, he was someone that I noticed that was just getting blown off, and they were getting, creating huge gaps off him, which is unlike him because usually he's pretty good at that, and uh, you know keeping his hands free and uh, moving and uh, getting to the running back. So, yeah. Um, so me, yeah, something we haven't really talked
1: about. Maybe just one final thing on this game is the, the special teams were superb. <laughs> Naomi Hines had uh, obviously uh, two returns. I think averaged uh, uh, yeah. 20 yards. Um, I think he played really well, uh, especially on the kick returns. Um, I think Tyler Bass, obviously, again, you know, 100%. And then Sam Martin had some really, really good punts yeah. uh, to flip the field and put us in very strong field positions. So um, it was just nice to see like a, a, the whole special teams group working really well. And um, yeah, I think that that's going to be important in these
0: tricky weather games when uh, there's, there's very little to separate two teams. Yeah, we don't really talk enough. Firstly, because it's a punter. And secondly, because um, I don't know, I feel like he's having a really good season, actually, Sam Martin, from what we've seen. Yeah. Like to start with, he wasn't punting at all, but now um, we've needed him a bit more. He's showing his value, and um, yeah, he's pretty good at keeping the ball within the 20, and I quite like him. Like I feel like had the Matt Razor stuff not come out and he'd still be playing, we wouldn't have seen that level of consistency That's that we've seen sure. Sam yeah. Martin. So um, I think, you know, he has probably earned us um, you know, if you combine all of his performances, possibly even a win, like, you know, special teams do matter, special teams do count. I'm a big fan of special teams. So I quite like watching uh, special teams play. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy him. Hopefully, you know, someone that we could potentially get extended as well. Obviously, punters aren't that expensive. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him around next year. So Yeah, you know, best punter we've had for a long time. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Great. So, shall we get into... Oh, bets? Betting, yes. did you do yours bets, I did do some bets.
1: A um, bit patchy. I actually ended up overall up, but that was more due to sort of bets I placed outside of the kind of the, the bills. So I had a, an accumulator that came in. and uh, um, But yeah, I bet um, three, three, three uh, options. So I, I found it really difficult. Whenever it's a weather game, I was a bit cautious about putting too many bets down simply because it just creates so much more... Um, uh, so, so much less certain in terms of what the game plan is going to be. So yeah. I put uh, money on James Cook being over 50 and a half all yards. He wasn't even vaguely close to that. Um, I put Mac- Isaiah McKenzie over sixteen and a half, and a half, which I thought was going to be for his, for his longest reception, which I thought was kind of a bit of a sure thing, but no. Nope. Um, but the one that did come in was Dawson Knox. Um, uh, longest reception over 14 and a half. Obviously he got that with his with his touchdown. So yeah, I mean, as a behind on bills, but actually up overall just because of other things that came in. So my my gambling council is slightly better than it did, even though my Bills bets were not so great.
0: Yeah, good stuff. I haven't done any for a couple of weeks, actually, just because um, it's been pretty poor over the last few weeks. And because of inconsistency in terms of kind of game planning, it's hard to predict what's going to happen. And with the wide receivers, it feels like Knox has a good game, then goes quiet. McKenzie has a good game, then he goes quiet. Um, Josh has been up and down, more so down in recent weeks. So I'm thinking like Dix is the only reliable bet at this moment. Um, yeah. So I've kind of sat out. I just want to kind of see how things go over the next, like over these last couple of weeks. And um, I think that maybe that Dor- that'll
1: change. Dorsey, we're not seeing necessarily consistent game planning, right? You know, it's it's a bit erratic. One thing we haven't really touched on, and maybe we're getting into this more with the Dolphins and this sort of game that's going to be in the snow is, where did the run game go? You know, we were beginning to get the run game ticking and then suddenly against the Jets, Actually, Singletary played pretty well um, for the for the limited touches that he had. Um, eight carries for, for for nearly forty yards, so averaging nearly five yards a carry. Um, and then it, but only eight carries. I mean, I just feel you know Josh was carrying it ten times. Um, I was like, why are we not using Singletary and Cook more? Why are we still not have Naeem Hines available? You know, working in the in the running game. I don't know what, what, what's what's going on here. It seems seems strange. In a, in a game like that, you would have thought they would run the ball more. And they run it, run it plenty, but mostly with Josh Allen. And I thought, oh, this is this is, doesn't seem to be quite the right balance. But anyway, what do I? Yeah,
0: know? yeah. And it'll be interesting because as we go into it against the Dolphins this Saturday night, prime time for us. Um, before we get into the game, actually, I was thinking I've realised what the recipe is to get sleep before a game now, and ah. I wouldn't certainly recommend this to anyone. But I've realised what the a secret ingredient is: is to have a newborn kid. <laughs> working up every three hours because you're knackered all the time. So, when you get an opportunity to sleep, especially before game really matter, you can right? get yeah. a solid yeah. amount of hours. So, S- uh, seems
1: like not a, and a super practical solution for everybody, no, though, but I take your point. No,
0: you. <laughs> but uh, I think over uh, the next few months, uh, it's going to reward me. It'll be interesting next year, it might not be the same. Uh, so it will be a bit older then, but uh, yeah, no, that's certainly a recipe. What you have you got any? Sp- Special plans for it. Clearly, it's prime time, so we're going to have to watch it at home. But yeah, not um, not, not really. Just doing anything
1: No, not yeah. Just just wear my Zubas, eat lots of uh, you know crap food, and, and drink lots of whiskey. That's my my main plan.
0: What's your <laughs> go-to crap food outside of like the you know chicken wings and you know? Well, kind of I mean, I say like, it's crap. Uh, just snacks, like like yeah. I'm, or... I'm a
1: big I'm a big crisp guy. Chips for you uh, Americans. Uh, love love crisps. Um, I I tend to buy some biscuits. I buy some like little. Um, chocolate-covered, rice-crispy, caramel things. Things that basically keep my energy levels up and keep me awake. <laughs> so, just full of sugar, basically. Yeah, then. exactly. Yeah. Buy some popcorn sometimes, some sometimes, sometimes some nachos. Um, I don't tend to eat, like, pizza or wings or anything in the middle of the night because it's just too much. No. It's just too, too heavy. So I just tend to yeah. I just tend to have a lot of options and then see what I fancy and see you know, the, the, the chocolate. It, anything that will keep me awake, basically.
0: What about you? To be fair, like you say, like, the, the chicken wings and pizza – cold chicken wings and cold pizza if you cook them during the day i quite like cold pizza oh, no. and chicken wings it's gonna be hot man but I'm not, it's I'm gotta not, be hot I'm not, with, I'm not down with cold food generally unless it's a sandwich no <laughs>
1: i'm like i'm <laughs> a big hot fit like even to the point where i if, if i i eat a little too quick because i don't like food going cold um i just i just yeah hot I Always know got like... hiccups, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. People make a big deal of cold
0: pizza. I'm just, I'm not down with cold pizza. I get like hot. Cold cheese is just if not. You can, not... You know, if you can't be asked to put the oven on during the night to have it, then just cook it in the evening, put it in the fridge, and then come back to it in the other game. Uh, right uh... Side
1: side, I have put on my Christmas list an air fryer. So I'm quite excited about maybe uh, trying some wings in the new year uh, with the air fryer and see how that goes.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, no, it's a successful method. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, so let's turn our attentions to the Dolphins then. So, in this game, um, it'll be interesting. Obviously, we played them. I think it was in week three or four earlier this year. Three. And we were week s- three, yeah. Week three, was it? Yeah, we were so close to winning that game. Um, McKenzie couldn't quite run out of bounds, could he? It was literally a matter of seconds and Tyler of bass. He might not have made the kick, but... Uh, You know, we we were so close to winning that game. So Dolphins, we usually have a way with them. They've been a really impressive team, especially on offense this season. So on paper, based on what we've seen this season, it looks like it could be a tricky game. However, obviously we've seen in the last couple of weeks, you know, things haven't quite, you know, worked out. They haven't, they've lost two consecutive, you know, being on a road, West Coast, the last two weeks, now got to come to Buffalo on a short week. There was reports that, the dolphins had to have heaters um, in Los Angeles, you know. Um, the ch- the, the Chargers also
1: had yeah. heaters, um, even though it was fifty degrees Fahrenheit. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. yeah, but I, I always assumed that it was indoor. But I guess it's not. It's, it's kind of a kind of. It's got it's it's, it's got of so, semi. It's got a roof, but I think it's like fresh yeah. air blowing through it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you can have that at the stadium. So, yeah, but it'll be interesting. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the forecast of snow. I don't know. Have they said quite how much snow there is? Um, obviously, yeah. Not as so, bad I think as what during game time,
1: they're talking one to three inches, something of that, okay. during that weird window of time. So, that's enough um, to make it lively, uh, I would say. Um, yeah. So, it's not like a massive dump that's going to maybe massive dump of snow, which is going to maybe stop the game from happening, but it's going to be enough to. Um, Yeah, I think change game plans for both teams.
0: Yeah, definitely. And what we saw from, especially last week, from the Dolphins is, you know, two of us, three from 17 on his first, you know, three, three, three completed passes in his first 17 um, against the the Chargers. They're pretty much all over the place. And a lot of that to do, was to do with how they're pressing up the line and how they kind of threw um, the wide receivers, Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill off, off, off their routes. And, you know, they're... they're a, a very much a timing based offense and if you're able to be a bit physical and get your hands on them like you said about Elam being you know hopefully active for this game you know because arguably he's you know probably our second best cornerback alongside uh, Tremaine uh, Tremaine Tredavis, uh White in terms of being able to do that and being physical um, so it'd be good to have him back for this game and you know they've got a few injury, injuries they're dealing with so uh, Teron Armstead he's got a Various things at the moment. He's not practicing the last couple of days, but he did play against the Charges, so he probably will play. Biggest one for me is Jeff Wilson. Um, he injured his hip, I think, and he's not practiced for last couple of. Day, uh, days and um, outside of him really Raheem Mostert and then there's not really much behind that Um Jeff Wilson's come in and done a really good job in that scheme that he's familiar with from the 49ers and um, so if especially with the weather if he's not available then it has to be Raheem Mostert who you know his contact balance is pretty terrible uh, you know you can tackle him get your hand on him and he goes down um, really quick guy though but yeah there's these weather conditions uh, don't really favor the dolphins obviously they've got these pacey wide receivers and they can do things they can do motions they can do stretch sweeps they can do bubble screens they can do all these kind of inventive things to try and get but, the ball but in they the typically don't hands, do but... they? that's
1: the thing they, you know, they tend to do it on the sort of you know the, the midfield crosses and the outbound breaking routes they tend to look at yeah. places where it's, it's it's a between the numbers past the middle of the field and let them take you know take the yards after the catch I think it's going to force them to do things that they're not used to doing and not necessarily experienced in doing. And even if they can do those things, it's going to make them a bit more predictable. Um, They're not a great running team. And um, yeah, it's going to, I think, especially with having someone like Tremaine Edmonds in the middle of the field to try and take away some of those options. I think it's going to really limit what they can get going on offense. I think this is going to be a struggle for the Dolphins.
0: And obviously, um, they're kind of an all or nothing offence. You look at their, you know, they, they did have for most of the season the, the most yards per attempt on completions. So I think they're seconds now. Um, so they're very all or nothing. And that leads to the offence being on the field, not much all game. Like the defence, the last two games against the 49ers and Chargers, they've been on them for at least 40 minutes of the total game. Um, so that's a lot of time on the field. So if we can, you know, force free and outs, if we could force them to take, you know, to play it short, um, there could be opportunities there where we can keep on offense. We can, you know, uh, control the time of possession. We can keep their defense on the field, keep them tired. Um, and obviously we've got a short week as well so all of this I feel like plays into our hands really um we've just got to make sure like when you look at the Dolphins defense it's definitely the the front seven really of the best like unit on the team Christian Wilkins especially against the charges he's pretty really disruptive um he's really turned a corner I feel like uh, in uh, his past rush this year uh, Zach Saylor. Um, he's more of a run defender small guy but he's pretty disruptive as well Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb they've been improving their pressure rate Uh, has jumped up actually significantly from when Bradley Chubb has been acquired. Um, He signed a big contract there. Mel Ingram is really nice. He always has big games against us as well. He's someone I wanted the Bills to sign in the off season as that bargain bin kind of veteran player we could get on cheap, Um, but he's kind of a Dolphins and he makes plays, makes impact. I think this team overall, though, it can be picked up um, in the secondary. Zayven Howard hasn't been a player we've, we used to. Um, he still made a few interceptions this year, but he's been a little bit mm. um, vulnerable in coverage. They've not had Byron Jones all year, who's their second, like, really good cornerback. And they've had Noah Ickbonoogany. I think I said that right. Really, I went for close, it. Pretty close. Yeah. I think it's pretty close. So they've had him, and he's been a first round bust from a couple of seasons ago. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's areas you can exploit especially on defence. On special teams, I like Thomas Morstead. He's actually played really well from this year. Jason Sanders had a really good season about two years ago, but he's kind of not been the guy that he uh, was back then. So, yeah, I think this Dolphins team can limit those big plays. I think if we're smart on offence, I I would expect James Cook to have a good role just because I think they'll need to get the ball out of Josh's hands because I think they are pretty disruptive up front. Um, Not maybe to the same level that the Jets were, but we saw that Josh did have a great game against the Jets. So I feel like, you know, those quick completions, that's why Beasley might be a factor here because of those quick completions. Stefan Diggs, as always. Um, Yeah. Where do you stand in terms of this game? What's your prediction for this game? So I think the Bills will win. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a, a
1: low-scoring game, but I, I think that the, the Dolphins may struggle to get things going. They've had two really, really difficult games against the uh, 49ers and the Chargers, and uh, I'm sure it's been so well, very well published, uh, published that um, the defenses have played a little differently. Um, so they've done a lot of uh, press man coverage, kind of trying to trying to knock the timing of Tua out, and you know, that's certainly had a factor, but there's been times when Tua's just been thrown to, like, you know fresh air Um, and it feels a little bit more than just timing clearly he's a bit out of sorts the conditions are going to play a role. Um, they 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 can't not play a role. Um, the dolphins are just not used to playing these kind of kind of situations. And yes, maybe some of the college colleges maybe some of them played in these kind of conditions. But as as a unit, as an offense, um, then they're, they're not going to be uh, used to it. But they are dangerous. And if you know if, if Hill and and Waddle get the ball in their hands, then they can make things happen. You know, snowy games. You can get missed tackles. Crazy stuff can happen. But I think. If you look at it in its entirety, I quite fancy the Bills to to beat them. I'm struggling with a score prediction because I just think it's going to be quite low scoring. But um, I, I fancy something in the region of sort of twenty-one to uh, seventeen, something like that, relatively <laughs> close. Um, but um, yeah, I don't. I I think the bill. I think the Bills are just going to be better suited to playing against this. I think they've got a better running game as well. So I think we'll see quite a run heavy uh, offense from the bills. I think we'll see a lot of single Terry. Um, I think we'll see a bit of pin and pull getting our, um, our offensive line out in space and moving. Um, I think that's, those are sort of always fun and interesting plays when, when the weather conditions are a little bit, uh, a little bit iffy, see the big guys on the move, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I think people forget the fact that statistically the Bills really should have won that game against the Dolphins in Miami. Um I know it was a long time ago and and both offenses have changed quite a lot. Um you can't take this for granted at all. It's going to be it's going to be a tough tough game, but I just think the the Bills have the edge in all the areas where it counts in these conditions and I think we will the dolphins will be forced to play in a different way than they have done, just simply because of the conditions, and and that's always something that uh, you've got to feel counts in your counts to your advantage. we I mean, only scored against so seventeen points against San Francisco, seventeen points against Los Angeles. Um, charges. I, I think that you know that that, that charges defense is not great. <laughs>
0: And Mm -hmm. I feel
1: that if they can do that to them in, you know, relatively moderate conditions, 50 degrees in L.A., what can the Bills defense do against them, Um, you know, in probably, what, 20 degrees in Buffalo uh, in the snow? Um, It feels like a tough day for for Miami, honestly. What's
0: your score prediction? Yeah, Yeah, Yes, I've gone for a similar score, but a little bit higher than you in terms of the point difference. So I've gone for um, Bills to win 24-13. So I'm predicting the Dolphins only to score one touchdown. I feel like we can prevent them scoring um, as long as we keep everything in front of us and we don't allow Tyreek Hill to you know, keep that middle of the field um, from not being exposed. So, yeah, I just feel like you know it's going to be a tough game for them. As you talked about, the conditions are going to be huge in this game. Mm-hmm. So I just think we have that edge. Um, we're used to playing these conditions and um, I think they're just going to struggle to move the ball. Yeah. Um with consistency anyway. So 24-13 uh, for me. What's the spread of the game, actually? I haven't actually checked that out. That's you a know? very,
1: very good question. So we're going to now do what always works well on podcasts, which is uh, man <laughs> looks something up on the internet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I hadn't looked, and uh, I'm now going to look, and I'm going to tell you that it is the Bills favored by seven points. So okay. that wow. feels about right, actually. feels yeah. about right to me. Um, I mean, the, 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 the points, uh, the over-under line is 43.5, off. i'm sort of tempted to maybe back the under on that actually yeah um it feels a little high um mm. but uh yeah so i think the bills are quite heavily favored really but uh, yeah i think it's going to be i'm not sure it's gonna be a, a, a you know one for the ages <laughs> these these snow no. games can always be a little bit
0: uh a little bit messy and you know defense heavy but um it won't be dull no Definitely not. I agree. I think it'd be a good game. And I don't mind that as long as it stays like, you know, fairly even game. Like As long as one team isn't, well, <laughs> as long as the Bills are blurring out any team, it's fine. And it's fun to watch. But, um, you know, those kind of games, you know... Yeah, what I will say is, it's a really important game. The Bills cannot
1: give Miami a, a, a hint that the, there's a way back in to winning the AFC East. You know, we're now two two games ahead of them, and we've got to we've got to lock that down. So this is a this is a must-win game. It really is, and it, it's more important than the Bears on Christmas Eve because it is the divisional game. Um, but if yeah. we want the division, and uh, we really would like the division, um, that's going to help us with the you know home playoff games. Then I think we've got to we've got to make this this one happen. So it's a it's a win at all cost game for me. Um, but I do think the Bills will win. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, um, yeah, good to be with you again. Um, excited for a Saturday primetime game and not having to get up for work the next morning. Uh, that's mm-hmm. definitely better. In the scale of primetime games, I'll take this one. Will you watch some of the other Saturday night games? Will you? Uh, there's a couple
0: of games before us. As I said, I usually... well, it's only, I've only got one game sample size, uh, size so far in terms of... Um, trying to sleep before a game with a newborn in the house. So I feel like it depends on when he's feeding and stuff. Like if he's I'm gonna try and get as much sleep as I can, but if he needs a feed then I'll get up and at that point I'll probably stay up. So I think the first game I, I can't Vikings remember what the Colts games are. at six Vikings and Colts. then we've got Browns
1: Ravens at nine thirty. So yeah, I'm probably not gonna watch the Vikings Colts. I think the Vikings will be there very comfortably. Might watch yeah. a bit of the Browns Ravens later on at some point. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe the second
1: half if I'm up for it. So yeah no, that sounds good that sounds like a plan fantastic well if you want to get in touch with us please do so we are Bills from Afar, um, um on Twitter and on Gmail um, I am Charlie underscore sports he is Tim TimRose90 until next time go
0: Bills go Bills <clears throat>